Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, I'm Alex Anderson, and welcome to the Quilt Connection with episode number 51. Earlier this January, I had the opportunity to go down to the quilt show in Ontario, California called Road to California. It is a wonderful quilt show and it's been long standing in the California tradition of quilting. It's run by Carolyn Reese and every year it just gets bigger and better and bigger and better. This year I was there on Saturday and Sunday Saturday, I was in the uh, Fabric Patches booth signing books, and then that evening, I did a presentation, a trunk show, and then Sunday morning, I did a class on fabric. It was everything you wanted to know about fabric but were afraid to ask. It was a three-hour lecture. Well, it's, in fact, it's the one I had to do PowerPoint for. I spoke about that in episode 50, and it was a lot of fun. One of the things in that morning session that was so incredibly special was that a teacher, a quilt teacher, came up with her students and they showed me their work. And their work was from my book, Keep Quilting. And I have to tell you, friends, there's nothing better that when you're a teacher and you see the results. Even if I wasn't actually teaching the class, I teach from my books and it's just so much fun. In fact, you'll find a picture on my webpage. But also at this particular show was the $100,000 quilt. And Beverly Dunavant and I, who I will introduce in a moment, spoke about it. It was incredible. I saw it on the Today Show, and frankly, it didn't even begin to give it justice. The quilt was done on a long arm. It had um, beautiful scalloped edges, and it was done by Linda McQueen of New Galilee, Pennsylvania. Um, it will be in the next issue of the $100,000 Quilting Challenge, issue 1-2007, which is going to go on sale March 27th, and you'll be able to see full coverage of their trip to the Today Show and all that good stuff. In addition, the magazine, that magazine will kick off the next challenge, so you definitely are going to want to get your hands on that. Anyways, I hooked up with Beverly Dunavant, who we did a podcast, I think it's number 35, and it was on uh, butterfly quilts. And Beverly has been through a lot in the last couple of years of her life, and um, she is a remarkable, remarkable woman. You are going to want to listen to episode 35 if you haven't heard it. Maybe even, well, you got to listen to this one, but go watch, go listen to that one. Anyways, um... In that episode, we spoke of doll quilts, and I received several emails wanting me to do another episode with Beverly on doll quilts, so we both realized we were going to be at road, and we couldn't really find a place to have privacy. Well, we found like a back hall where everybody who works at the convention center, you know, runs carts up and down and all that, but it was remarkably quiet. Wasn't sure when we chose the spot, um, but we got to talk and it, it was a lot of fun. And frankly, I think I might want to go make some doll quilts now because it just was so enticing, everything she had to share. So take a listen with my interview with Beverly Dunavit. Back by popular demand. Well, Beverly Dunavit, thank you. We're, we've snuck away at Road to California. 
haven't we? We have, and it's great to see you again, Alex. We're in the back. i got to tell everybody so they can picture this. We're in a back hall where they're fixing the food, so hopefully it will ta- be a little bit quiet here as we do our interview together. So people, if you hear something, yeah, you're hearing something, right? <laughs> in here, anything can happen. Yes, it can, and we won't go into those details. But anyways, Beverly, we did a podcast with her earlier on, and it was about um, butterfly quilts. You are a quilt appraiser with uh, a background in quilt history, and I do teaching and speaking, and uh, I love making quilts. And Beverly specifically mentioned doll quilts. I'm going to say baby quilts, but no doll quilts. They're very different. And then I got a lot of requests to do a podcast with you again on doll quilts. So we met up. This is great. But let's start with what's the difference between a baby quilt and a doll, a doll quilt? Well, the primary dis- difference would be the size. Uh, uh, a baby quilt, a crib quilt, is big enough to go over a baby up till they're, you know, six, seven years old. A doll quilt is just a little tiny thing that a little girl or even a little boy would wrap their dolls in. They're usually about... Oh, a foot uh, one direction, maybe two feet the other, maybe 18 by 24. Just a little tiny thing that is usually quickly made, and it's something that children play with and love to wrap their dollies or their teddy bears in. Now, historically, how far do these quilts go back? How, how long ago have we found them? I knew you'd ask me that. Uh, The oldest in my collection are from the mid-1800s. And to tell you the truth, uh, I just, I'm not really sure. I know by the mid-1800s they were being made and... uh, Probably they've been being made as long as quilts have been being made. But I would suspect because they were to be used, they were probably trashed. I mean, so to even find them that old would be really something. Yeah, it is, but they're here and there. I have a really cute one that was made about 1880, and when I got it, it was just covered with mildew. But I bought it anyway because I like the layout, and I soaked that son of a gun, and it came out really nice. And uh, I I think that they have been making them for a long time and some were used up but then there was always few that got left behind okay you just opened up a little can of worms when you say it had mildew do you mean like the little brown spots yes the little brown spots that get uh come to a piece of fabric being stored in a damp location so i didn't think you could get rid of those well, you yes, you can kill those spores with, with bleach. And ah, you, bleach! But I didn't use bleach. I just used a fairly strong detergent. And I think it killed any mold spores, so I don't think it was dangerous for me or anybody else. And it got rid of most of them. They, it actually did. So you're saying those little brown spots are mold? Is mold? Well, no. Can, okay. No, I'm not saying every little brown spot is mold. Mold... Um, is more little tiny, tiny spots, usually more to the gray. And I think most of your listeners will know what mold is. Okay, I I just think of those brown spots. And I think you're thinking of more the, the and we do see those too, of course, on uh, all kinds of quilts and children's quilts and, and doll quilts. But I think you're talking more about the spots that we tend to call age spots. They kind of remind some of us of the spots on our hands. <laughs> the back of our hands. I know how old you are. You've got... <laughs> I call them old lady spots yes, on the back. Right. Okay. Okay, so they are very different. 
Yes, the, the quilts are very are are very different, but they sometimes uh, a mother would make a, a quilt for her child and then make a a little tiny one for the child's doll out of the leftovers. Okay, well back on track then. Historically, they go back to about the eighteen mid eighteen hundreds. Are they expensive? No, they're hard to find, but I've seen them three or four hundred dollars. But everything in my collection was relatively inexpensive. I probably paid between. 10 and I think my most expensive one I have is $95. Oh, wow. Well, the thing I would like about collecting these is that they probably don't take up a lot of room, right? No, they don't take up a lot of room. They don't take up a lot of room in your home to store them, and they don't take up a lot of room when you're carrying them around. Uh, the problem is that uh, as, a, as a teacher, sometimes they're a little hard to hold up because the people in the back row <laughs> right. have difficulty seeing them. Right. Now, in your collection, do you have any of the child's quilts that match the doll, the doll quilt? Have no. you scored that yet? No, I haven't. I have it because that would be something, wouldn't it? Um, I have one doll quilt that's made out of indigo, which is a blue that's dyed in the indigo process, and it's a whole cloth quilt. In it's not pieced; it's just two squares of beautiful blue indigo that were sewed together with batting in between and then tied. I suspect that that was probably leftovers from uh, a bigger quilt. Okay, now you've got the old quilts. Do you make do you make them now? Yes, I love making them. They're so much fun because they're so simple. When you look at doll quilts, they usually are made quickly and simply, um, as opposed to, say, uh, a small quilt that you hang on a wall that you could work hundreds of hours on. These, I think, they just whipped up in a hurry. Often the corners don't match good. So it's really fun to make them out of scraps. And one of the things I like doing is if I'm giving a, a crimp quilt to uh, a family because they have a new baby on the way and they have a young child, especially if it's a girl, I usually make that little child a doll quilt out of the leftovers from the quilt for the new baby, and it's really fun. Beverly, that is wonderful. I don't know why I didn't think about that in my baby quilt book, because wouldn't that have been fun to have companion little doll quilts? Yes, yes, because a lot of your quilts are, are pretty basic, and, and that's what we're looking for. So talk about basic. What is basic? How basic is basic? Okay, a little four patch, uh, a one patch, a nine patch. A one patch would be just little different squares of fabric left over. Maybe you have uh, a lot of three inch squares, four inch squares. You don't want to go too big because this is a small quilt, but then on the other hand, it really doesn't matter. You could make little nine patches, or if you had a, a cute uh, a block that you made in a class and you didn't want to use it for anything else, you could put uh, strips of color around it and turn it into a doll quilt. It's a good way to use up blocks that you don't want for anything else, and they turn out really cute. But wouldn't the blocks have to be much smaller in scale? Uh, not necessarily. You could take a, a six-inch block or an eight-inch block, probably not much bigger than that, but then do some rows around it of just solid, straight, or even printed uh, fabrics and make it into about oh, maybe 16 by 24 inches or, you know, that's an approximate Something size. like that. Are they tied or hand quilted or uh, machine quilted or I what? Have, I have some of each in my um, collection. I mentioned the one that's tied. Um, I have two or three that are hand quilted and some that are machine quilted. And actually the machine quilted ones go back before the turn of the 20th century. 
I have some that were quilted by machine, you know, in the late 1800s, thinking that the mother just wanted to get it done and give it to her little child to play with. Have you ever seen red work? Yes, I have seen red work in doll quilts. Uh, not actually as frequently as piece quilts, but I have seen red work. And any of these are fun to make. I teach a quilt quilting class on doll quilts. And the students love it because we just can turn out several in a day. How many classes do you go to where, where you can uh, go home with more than one quilt? Here, honey, this is my, the quilts that I made today. Well, how many can a person turn out in one of your classes? Well, it depends if you do the same thing over and over. You could probably do six or eight, but most people end up with two or three. And, and uh, uh, what we do is just usually copy the ones that I have and often use reproduction fabrics. But you don't have to. You can make them out of any fabric. Now, have you ever seen any that I would say were a little over the top, maybe with applique and stuff? Or are they pretty primitive? I guess that would be the word I would use. Um, most of the ones in my collection are fairly primitive, but there are some with applique and there are some that are over the top. Uh, I'm not fortunate enough to, to own one of these, uh, you know, as an antique quilt. I just don't own any that are really over the top, but I have seen them and I've seen pictures of them in uh, in books. So, okay, how many do you think you own so we can all be envious? Oh, I have, I don't have a huge collection of them, maybe 25, and I've made and given away, you know, a lot more, but I don't have a huge collection, just a, a little collection, and they're very hard to find. They're, they're not common. Um, sometimes you see them in antique stores, but it's, it's not something you commonly see. So they're not really easy to find. Well, sure, because they've been used up. That's it. You they, know? They played them to death. That's what they were meant for. And so when we spoke last time, you were getting back in the saddle. Are you out teaching a lot and stuff now? I'm teaching some. Um, I have some classes uh, in Olympia coming up. I'm going to be uh, teaching there. And, uh, and where do you live, Bev? Olympia, Washington. Okay, okay. And I do stay pretty close to home. Um, but uh, I am teaching, yep. I wish I lived in your area. I think it would be so much fun to take one of those classes. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, it would be great. They are fun. And the fun thing about the doll uh, quilt classes are is we do have fun. It's not too serious. It's just playing around and we end up with a little tiny quilt. Now, I have a thought for you. Um, you know, when my daughter was, oh gosh, I don't know what the age is, but the whole thing was the American girl. Right, dolls, right, you know, yes. and we're always in the industry trying to get new quilters in. You need to go where they sell those dolls and teach people how to quilt. Well, that's that's a good point. And uh, another kind of a doll quilt that uh, I've had fun with are quilts for dogs that, right, right. and cats, but mostly dogs. My grandchildren have made them and just love them when they get a new puppy or for their dog. Little boys love sitting at the sewing machine and sewing. You can just put a bunch of, get them a bunch of five-inch squares, have them pick out an order they like, and they sewed them, to, they sewed them together, and they can make a, a quilt for their, their dog or their cat, which is about the same size as a, a doll quilt. Given that you aren't having a moose of a dog, but when they're babies, they're small. Yes, you yes, know? yes. Actually, I think that is so clever. I can hardly stand it. And I know that when we got our dog a million years ago, I think that possibly could have gotten my son to the sewing machine. Well, it certainly has gotten my grandchildren there, especially the boys. Boys love sewing, and the sewing machine is very mechanical, 
but they like a project and they like it to be done in a hurry. So a doll or a dog quilt is perfect for a child to make. <laughs> well, I always say about boys, and forgive me if this is against anybody's sensibilities, but they're working with dangerous tools. You know, you got the rotary cutter, you know, weapons and all this. I mean, it's all about stuff that little boys like. That's true. And as far as the rotary cutter goes, I have a lot of respect for that. And so I usually do the rotary cutting until they're about 10 years old. And by then, they're not always interested. But, gee, you know, as soon as their little feet can reach the pedal, uh, a little boy, you know, five or six can actually make either a doll or a dog quilt. So rather than uh, making Amer making it so that everybody makes their American uh, girl, American girl, that's what it's called, right? Doll? Right. Yes. Yeah. We forget that. Let's move on to dogs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I'm only going to be here for another couple hours, and I want to go out and see the quilts. From what I've seen here at Road to California, they're spectacular this year. They are. As always, they're spectacular. This is the first major quilt show uh, each year, and uh, I see many quilts here that I later see in other national shows like the AQS show in Houston, and they're, they're wonderful quilts here, and it's exceptionally, they're exceptionally fine this year. Well, and the other one I want to just speak quickly about is the $100,000 quilt is here. Yes, yes. That's an all a... a, a <sighs> I don't know how many winners they had. I think one for each month. I'm not real clear on that. But there is a whole collection of them here, and they are indeed wonderful. Just wonderful. And this one was actually on the Today Show. It was a white on white. And um, I spoke to the uh, gal who is um, kind of in charge of the whole thing with the magazine. And she said all she got was letters about Al Roker and all that. And she said what I wish people would concentrate on was the fact that a quilt got on a major network at a prime morning time. And I have to tell you, Beverly, when I heard that this quilt was going to be on the Today Show, I just flipped. I thought it was out of this world because we as quilters, again, have to get into the mainstream and teach people about what we love so much. That's true. Not only puppy dogs, but <laughs> people in high positions. TV and people. TV people. And I, too, am very proud of a fellow quilter for a, a accomplishing such a wonderful goal. And I think the other thing with that is that it was done on a long arm. Yes. Did you know that? I, I read it on the piece of paper by the quilt. Uh, yeah. Before that, I didn't know it. And yeah. Pretty, pretty new. Pretty, 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 pretty special. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And I, what time are you going home? In the morning? Do you have a whole other day here? No, no. The quilt show is over at 4 o'clock today, and I will be out of here by 4.30. I think I'm on a 4.30 plane also, so maybe I'll see you. We're driving. Oh, but, I will I'll wait. But I, I'll, I will see you, and thanks again yeah. for, for interviewing me, Alex. It's been great fun. Well, Beverly, when we bump in again, I'm sure you'll have another wonderful venue you can share with us. I'll be more than happy. And until we meet and we do get around, happy quilting. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.